Well, good morning, everybody. I'm Pastor Lindsay, and it is, it is just really good um, to be able to be here with you and to be able to share with you uh, some this morning. You know, something happened um, in our house this weekend, and I haven't yet decided if it's like a comedy or a tragedy, so I'm going to let you decide. But, you know, it's almost October, and, um, and so I feel the end of the year kind of staring me down, right? I don't know if you do, but I decided for the first time in my whole life that I was going to start buying Christmas presents early. Right? Normally, I wait until after Thanksgiving because it feels Christmassy to me to buy presents then. Right? But I thought, you know, I'm going to try something different. And so I have ordered one Christmas present. Right? And I ordered this present, and it came this week. And I was just really pleased with myself. Right? I was very delighted that I had done this, and I had tucked it away. And so a couple days ago, it was right before I was getting ready to go to bed. And so it was kind of late. And I took this package, and I went upstairs to my room, and I turned on the light, and I opened it. And I had bought this hat for my son, Grayson, right? And so I was looking at it, and I'm examining it. I'm just like, this is great. And then I heard this little voice behind me, and he said, ooh, what's that? Oh, my gosh, you guys. I had totally forgotten. He had gone to sleep in my room that night. He never goes to sleep in my room. But there he was, asleep in the bed, except he wasn't asleep because I had turned on the lights, and he had watched me open his Christmas present. And I was like, what is happening, right? So I have a picture here of my son Grayson wearing his Christmas hat in September. And I was like, are you kidding me, <laughs> right? I'm like trying so hard to, to, to move something, right? And this happens. You know, something else happened this weekend. We went out to dinner. You know, it was just beautiful weather this weekend. And so we went out to a restaurant and we were sitting outside at this table. And our waitress came over and she took our drink orders. And, um, and so she came out and she had our drinks on this tray. And she was walking over kind of right, you know, behind me. She's holding this tray and she takes a step towards me. And you know where this is going, don't you, right? The tray like spilled all over me. She dropped the entire tray of drinks all over me. So I was absolutely soaked with sweet tea and lemonade. And I was like, are you kidding? Oh my goodness. I don't have a picture of that to show you, but I will let you know I was absolutely soaked. Like my hair, my clothes, like, right? Are you kidding? I feel like a lot of us, right, have these stories of, are you kidding me? And I'm sharing kind of funny or, or lighthearted ones that have happened to us this weekend. Um, but I think, you know, the truth is that many of us in our lives have stuff that's going on that not only feels lighthearted, but feels heavy, where we're saying, really? Are you kidding? You know, Pastor Kyle was just up here and was, it was praying this prayer, recognizing just some of the heavy stuff that's going on in our lives. One of the roles that I get to have at this church is, um, you know, pastoring and, and overseeing kind of congregational care. And what that means is that a lot of you invite me into these spaces in your lives. And you share with me some of the big stuff that's going on. And so I know that not only in the world, but right here in our church community, that many of us are carrying these heavy things. Right? We're, we're wrestling with a lot of big stuff. And we're finishing today this sermon series about anxiety. 
And Pastor Kyle and I were just talking this week about how we've had so much feedback on this sermon series, where it seems so many people can relate to these feelings of anxiety, right? To this heightened pressure or tension or nervousness or fear that we're having in our lives. And, you know, it feels important to say again today, like Pastor Kyle's mentioned in his sermons about it, that, that the emotion of anxiety is different than an anxiety disorder. And so anxiety is an emotion that is common to all of us, right? It's this feeling that we all will have from time to time, sometimes more frequently than at other times, but where we feel kind of the, the, the nervousness or fear when we don't know how something is going to turn out. And so we feel the bigness of that and it can weigh on us. And an anxiety disorder is something that, that is um, where the frequency and the duration of feelings of anxiety can be much more frequent and intense. And so if you're someone that is struggling with an anxiety disorder or you think maybe that you are, I really do want to encourage you to talk with your doctor or talk with a counselor or a therapist for that, right? Because it's important for us to care for our mental health just like we take care of our physical health and our spiritual health. And so we're not trying to address um, anxiety disorders in this sermon series or in this sermon today. Um, but, but we do want to talk about anxiety and this emotion that is so common for so many of us, especially right now. And as we look at this um, today, right, I want us to just keep asking this question of like, what do we do when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel anxious, when we feel all of these things that are like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Right, it feels so heavy. And so what I want us to do is I want us to look at these um, verses today, at some of the words of Jesus. And this comes from the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 11. And these are really well-known verses, um, actually, so you may already know them. But this is Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. And Jesus says, Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So these are um, some of the words of Jesus. And whenever we read scripture, I think it's really important for us to read it in context, right? What is said before, right? What is the whole teaching? What is the whole story? What is the whole prophecy that's going on? And that helps us to understand more about the verses we're reading. So we're really just looking at these three verses this morning, but I want us to think of it in light of the whole context of what's happening. And this is from the Gospel of Matthew. And so this is a book that's telling about the life of Jesus and his ministry. And Matthew organizes this book by kind of going back and forth between telling stories about the life of Jesus and then recording some of the teachings of Jesus. And so he starts off his book by talking about Jesus when he was a baby. We read some of this at Christmas time. And then he has this big chunk, which is some of the most well-known teachings of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. And then he goes back and talks about some of the, the life of Jesus. And he's talking about what Jesus did and healing people and calling the disciples. And then he's giving a bit of instruction, and then we get to chapter 11, which is where this verse is found. And in chapter 11, actually most of what Jesus is talking about is people who have rejected him. And so he's talking about John the Baptist, who was sent before Jesus to prepare the way. 
And then it says that Jesus would show up to these cities and he would show up with teaching and with these miraculous works, right? With his miracles and great power and people were rejecting his message. And so there are these verses where Jesus is saying, woe to you, right? Woe to you. These are verses that make us profoundly uncomfortable. We don't tend to, to read them or talk to the, about them a lot. But it's important for us to recognize that this is actually the context, the same section of scripture where we get these words that we just read together, where Jesus is inviting people, right? So you have these words of caution where Jesus had been bringing the message of the gospel, teaching about his kingdom, and saying some people aren't receiving it, right? They're, they're pushing away and they aren't getting, aren't getting it. And Jesus is saying, you know, hey, pay attention here, right? This is a caution. And then he prays this prayer and then he offers this word of welcome where he says, come to me, all you who are weary and who are carrying heavy burdens, right? So Jesus is, is presenting something in these verses that we're going to look at uh, um, that is true about himself and true about his kingdom, Right? He's presenting the same truth that we had been reading all through Matthew, where he's saying, this is something that is true about me, that I am a place where you will find rest. And so I want us to look at these things together this morning. And one of the first things that we might think about or notice is who is invited. Right? Come to me and you will find rest, Jesus says. And I want us to read together um, this verse again in Matthew 28. Jesus says, come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. So the invitation of who is going to come is all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens. Right? Everyone. I mean, do you know someone who's not carrying a heavy burden? Right? It would take us less time to list people who aren't carrying something heavy than people who are, right? So this invitation where Jesus says, come to me, everyone who's carrying something heavy, everyone who feels weary, everyone who feels overwhelmed, everyone who feels harassed, everyone that feels like you just need a break and you need relief and you need a bit of rest, right? All who are weary, come to me and I will give you rest. And I think this is so encouraging for us because Jesus is not adding any prerequisites to this. This invitation isn't just for people who are already following Jesus either, right? Jesus is just saying, come to me, rest. Are you carrying something heavy? You'll find rest. And I, I think we see this so often in the words of Jesus that he just starts with this word of invitation, right? The, just the beginning is, come to me and you will find goodness, right? You belong here. Right? No matter what you've believed up until this point, no matter what is happening, are you going through something bad? Are you going through something heavy? Come to me. Like whether or not you have yet patterned your life after Jesus, his kingdom is a place of goodness. Right? He is a place where people will come and find something good. When I was um, researching about anxiety for this sermon... One of the things that I found in these studies, which feels rather intuitive, um, it was saying that one of the main reasons that people feel anxious is that they have a fear of social rejection, right? That, that we actually are really concerned about the way that we scrutinize each other, 
right? And we really want to belong. We want to be valued. We want to be accepted. We want people to like us. And, and the fear of not receiving that is something that weighs on people and makes us feel anxious. And so I, I think it's so um, great that Jesus is like reminding us, right? One of the things we know about his kingdom is that it has a different set of values than the kingdom around him, right? That different set of values than culture. And so Jesus is saying, like, this is not a place where you have to have proved anything. You don't have to show up trying to tell me why you earned this rest or why you deserve a place in my kingdom to belong. Right? Jesus is saying, no matter what's happening, are you carrying something heavy? Come to me and you will find rest. But that's not all that Jesus says. Right? Jesus says, come to me and you'll find rest. And then the next thing that Jesus says is follow me in discipleship and you'll find rest. So this isn't just like a bait and switch. It's not, oh, come to me and there's something good. And then once you're in, watch out, right? No, this is like Jesus is a place of goodness. So come to me and you'll find rest. Follow me in discipleship and you'll find rest. So the next verse in this that we see is Matthew eleven twenty nine, And so Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You know, sometimes when we feel overwhelmed and we think, gosh, I just, I need a rest. We kind of imagine maybe like lying in a hammock by a lake or something somewhere, right? And we think, gosh, I just, I just got to make it to Friday. I just got to make it to my vacation. I just got to make it to this time. I need a change of scenery so I can take a pause and then I'll get right back at it and do the same thing that I've been doing all along. But Jesus here is clarifying that he's actually offering a different kind of rest. The rest that Jesus is offering in these verses is not physical rest. He says, I will offer you rest for your souls. So Jesus isn't offering kind of a time out or a break from the way that we're churning in culture to then just get back at it. Jesus is saying, come to me and follow me and take my yoke upon you, and I'm going to show you a different way, right? I'm going to show you something about my kingdom. So remember, this was written in a section that had been talking about people who had been rejecting the message of Jesus. They had been rejecting the message of who Jesus was and the kingdom that he was inviting them into. And so it's significant that Jesus is standing there, and he is actually inviting people to himself. He says, come to me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Right? And this is, um, this is actually, you know, Jesus asserting himself as the Lord. Right? He's not just coming as a good teacher or he's not just coming as a prophet. He's not telling people, hey, why don't you go to the Father if you're feeling overwhelmed? And he doesn't say, hey, why don't you go to the scripture or go to the law? Jesus is saying, come to me, right? Come and take my yoke upon you. And this image of a yoke, Jesus is actually borrowing the image from Judaism. It was actually a common thing that Jewish rabbis would say, that they had taken on the yoke of the law. This was a, a, a thing that would have been really well known in Judaism at the time. And so remember um, some of the verses in Psalms where people would talk about, you know, delighting in the law of the Lord, 
Well, there was something that, that Jewish rabbis would say, and they would say that it was this delight, that it wasn't something heavy, but it was a delight to take on the yoke of the law. And so Jesus was coming to people and saying, hey, are you going through something, right? Is, is there heaviness in your life? Well, I'm not sending you to the law or I'm not sending you, right? I'm saying, come to me and you will find rest. Follow me, be my disciple, and I am God, right? And so he was saying, I am qualified to substitute the yoke that you've been carrying for a new and a different kind of yoke. Now take my yoke upon you. So I'm not sending you to the law to go to find God's kingdom. I am the king, I am God, and I have brought God's kingdom here, and now you access the goodness of God, the goodness of the Father, and the goodness of me through me, because I am the Lord. So this is a really powerful theological statement that Jesus is saying. It's not only comforting, but it's actually really profound and powerful that Jesus is teaching and saying, hey, come to me. I am the Lord, and you can take my yoke upon you. And, um, and you will find rest. Now, Jesus doesn't expand on this image of a yoke, um, but we kind of have some idea about yokes, and you know, know, many of us know what a yoke is. I have two images of different yokes that I wanna show you. Um, the first is an image of a yoke that is used to tie two animals together. And so a yoke is something that's often used in farming or in agriculture. And, um, and so here these two oxen are tied together with this yoke that is around their necks. Right? And so one way to imagine the yoke that Jesus is offering is that it links us to him and to his strength. Right? That we are actually joined to Jesus in this journey that we're walking, in kind of the field that we're plowing, so to speak. And so we're, we're joined together with Jesus and we're moving in the same direction. There's another um, kind of yoke, and this other image is of a shoulder yoke. And so there's a, another kind of yoke that's actually a tool that people use. And what this does is it enables a person to be able to carry something that is heavier than they probably would be even able to lift on their own. And so another way to imagine this yoke that Jesus is offering people, right, it's not that Jesus is adding something to the heaviness in a person's life, but that actually Jesus is offering someone a new way of carrying the heaviness in life that we all face, right, just the stuff of life. And he's saying, actually, I have a new and a different way of navigating life and of navigating the world. And so it's, it's like... Um, the ways of living in God's kingdom actually lessen the heaviness of the life that we face, right? And so when you think about the characteristics of God's kingdom, when you think about the fruit of the spirit of God in our lives, right? We have this love and joy, right? Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. When we think of the forgiveness that we would extend to each other, right? And, and loving one another and caring for one another, right? Jesus is saying, listen, in my kingdom, this isn't a place where you have to churn and work in order to find a place of value or belonging. My kingdom has a totally different perspective and a different set of values. And so if you are feeling overwhelmed and heavy and weighed down by the expectations of the world and by all of this stuff, come to me. I can substitute what you're living by and the values of that with something else, right? I am the Lord and I am offering you something better, something good. The way of my kingdom 
is easy and it's light. And so Jesus is, is um, inviting people into this, right? And, and what he is saying when he is offering people rest is he actually says, I'm going to give you rest for your souls. And so this isn't just a physical rest that Jesus is offering, right? If you remember back to when the pandemic started, like, I don't know, 47 years ago or however long it's been now? <laughs> like, like, no, do you remember though when lockdown happened and everything started shutting down and it was like, we couldn't go to restaurants, we couldn't go to the movie theaters, we couldn't go to bowling alleys, we couldn't go to the library. If rest was the result of inactivity, then you think at the end of lockdown, everybody would just be like so refreshed, right? We'd be like, hey, all this empty space in my calendar, I'm so rested, right? But that's not what happened. We, we felt restless, right? Not rested. And so Jesus, when he says, listen, come to me and you will find rest, he's not offering us just a hammock somewhere, right? It's not an empty space or inactivity. It's more like a settled dwelling place, right? Come to me and you will find a place where you belong. You'll find a place where you are loved. You'll find a place there that you are anchored to me. So you're not adrift. You are actually tethered somewhere. This is the kind of soul rest that Jesus is inviting people into, where there's a steadiness in our souls and in our spirits, where it says no matter what else come, right? Like the Sermon on the Mount, right? That we're building our life on this foundation. And no matter what rains come, no matter what storm comes, that God is with us. And so we don't have to worry about what we'll eat or what we'll drink because life is more than these things. And we don't have to be anxious um, about whether or not we have a place here because Jesus has invited us and everyone is seen and known and valued and invited, right? Come to me, anyone who's carrying something heavy and you'll find rest, right? And then he says, come and follow me in discipleship and you'll find rest, right? Because this is a kingdom that is um, full of goodness and life and rest, and then the last thing that Jesus says in this section is that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Right? So there is a light burden for the people who follow. Right? This is what Jesus is saying. Not only do you find rest, but there's a light burden for those who follow. And so this is an invitation to the people who would follow. And this also is a bit of a correction for the religious leaders um, who would have been listening to him. Right? It's not uncommon for us to read about Jesus being at odds with the Pharisees. And this is actually what's happening here as well. So um, the Jewish leaders um, and the, the Pharisees at the time had come to see themselves as kind of gatekeepers, as kind of the ones who would determine who was in good standing before the Lord. And so while what their role was supposed to be is they were supposed to um, help people understand and to clarify what the law was about and so that people could live into it and understand it. But what ended up happening is they became very um, concerned with regulating people's behavior. And so they added so many regulations and rules to what the law actually required. And so they did this in areas of what you could eat and what you could wear and how you would pray out loud. And they did this in the area of rest. So in the Mosaic law, there is um, one of the laws that says that you observe the Sabbath. 
And, and that meant that they weren't supposed to work on Saturdays. The Sabbath was supposed to be a day of physical rest where people um, would not labor hard. And so what the, what the Pharisees and the, the teachers did is they actually took that and to clarify it, they wanted to define what work was that people weren't supposed to do. And so they made 39 categories for work and what qualified as work. And under those 39 categories, they had so many subcategories telling people what they could and couldn't do on the Sabbath. And so if you wanted to not work on the Sabbath, there were literally thousands of things that you had to pay attention to to not do. There, there was a limit on the number of steps that you're allowed to take, a limit on the number of letters that you were allowed to write down, right? And so this idea of rest had actually become a burden to people. And it wasn't something that was f like filling them and giving them peace. It was actually just another thing that was heavy and weighing them down when it was supposed to be life-giving. There's this verse in um, Matthew that um, Matthew 23, 4, where Jesus is actually talking about the Pharisees and the lawgivers. And he says, they tie up these heavy burdens that are hard to bear and they lay them on the shoulders of others, but they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. Right, so Jesus is saying like, they're actually taking something that is meant to be good and a gift and we're making it hard. And so Jesus was saying, actually, come to me and follow me. And my burden is easy and it's light. And so for those of us who have ears to hear, this is actually a warning for us as well. Those of us who are followers of Jesus, who, who people would consider religious, right? Who would look at us and say, oh, well, what is it that following Jesus is like? And so this is a caution for us to say, we don't want to add anything to following Jesus that Jesus didn't add, right? We don't want to be people that make it hard to follow Jesus, right? If Jesus said that his burden is light, let's not be the ones who make it heavy. We were, um, as our staff team, we were looking at this um, survey kind of recently that um, had been done a few years ago, and it was done in Charlotte and kind of around the area. And one of the questions that they had asked people, um, this was not about our church. It, it was just asking people generally, people who didn't go to church, they were asking them why they don't go to church. And, you know, you might think that people don't, often don't go to church because they don't believe in God, right? I, I would think that that would be a reason that people don't go. But that was actually down at number seven for the reason that people don't go to churches, right? The top six reasons were all related to how people interacted with religious people. And so this wasn't, again, just our church, and this wasn't like just Methodism, but this idea of what is it to be a person who is religious. And so I've, I've, I've been so gutted by that this week. I just can't stop thinking about it and can't stop thinking about what does it actually mean to follow Jesus? And how do we tell people about that? And what do we present to people about following Jesus? And so I was reading this and thinking, gosh, you guys, Jesus and his kingdom is good news, right? This is a place of hope. This is a place of life. And the, the words of Jesus that he said are still true today. And so I just feel like I am here today and I just want to remind all of us that if you are carrying something heavy, 
If you have something that is weighing you down, if you are weary and you feel overwhelmed, that Jesus is a place that you can find rest. And his kingdom is a place where we are valued and where we are loved and where we are seen and we are invited to follow and to learn from the Lord this way of living and loving each other that is meant to ease our anxiety and ease our burdens. And so, so that, I think, is our invitation today as we consider what it means for us to have these heavy burdens and to be grateful for the way that the Lord leads us in a kingdom that doesn't add anxiety, but that offers us rest. So um, as we wrap up, I actually just, I wanna pray together and to think about and to consider these words of Jesus that he said so long ago that still means so much to us today. So will you join me in praying? God, as we come today, we recognize that so many of us um, feel heaviness. Lord, we feel weary and weighed down. And it happens in lighthearted ways and other ways. But God, being a, a human is hard. And not just because waitresses drop trays of drinks on us. But Lord, there's just this endless list of things that are heavy. And so God, this morning we come to you and we bring these things that make us feel overwhelmed or uncertain to you. And God, we thank you for your words that offer us rest for our souls. And so God, I pray that in any way that we would be striving or churning or working to earn approval or a place of belonging, God, that you would remind us that that's not the value of your kingdom. So Lord, we ask that you would remind us of who you are and your love for us, and that we would learn from you and take your yoke, and that we would follow you and be tied to you in the ways of your kingdom, of forgiveness and goodness and grace. And in that, God, that we would find rest for our souls.